The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Summer is upon us and the airports are jam-packed. You may remember the chaos in Dublin Airport last year, but DAA insists this is no longer the case and will not be the case throughout this coming summer. Joining me now is the man making that promise, CEO of DAA, Kenny Jacobs. Kenny, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Uh, First of all, uh, it's a numbers game in in airports. So what's the throughput like and what does it promise to be uh, during June, what's left of it, July and August? Uh, It looks to be a very strong summer uh, the demand to travel to and from Ireland is pretty much in line where it was 2019 pre-pandemic so every day in June we're expecting over 100,000 passengers going through Dublin Airport will have significantly higher numbers in Cork compared to 2019 also so travel is back the numbers are very very strong uh, over the June bank holiday weekend we had close to 450,000 people go through Dublin Airport delays no very we had a very stable and strong weekend on the June bank holiday weekend over 92% of passengers got through security in less than 20 minutes the airport was in a very very great condition customers were passengers were very very happy uh, so few, clean toilets uh, routine cleaning regular cleaning food outlets yeah, in we, abundance yeah we've look we've made we've worked really really hard and the team have worked very hard over the past year we've added new food and beverage outlets we've added 300 new seats in terminal 1 for example 200 new seats in terminal 2 we've doubled the speed of the wi-fi we have a new approach to cleaning our toilets so we've got 500 toilets every toilet gets gets at least 3 hours of cleaning every day so the airport was in absolutely fantastic condition last weekend uh, huge numbers of people going through it uh, there will be difficult periods over the summer but we've worked very hard we're ready for the travelling public coming through Dublin Airport this summer that's why our advice to people is you don't need to come four hours uh, to the airport like we asked you to do last year just if you're travelling short haul come two hours if you're travelling long haul come three hours Dublin Airport is ready to give you a very good experience this summer and the problem is if you come too early uh, you're uh, increasing the numbers for the available services, be they toilets or food outlets. Yeah, you do, you just don't need to. I think people have an anxiety sometimes when they come up to the airport very, very early. You don't need to do that. Spend more time at home. Be be well in time for your flight. Always check with your airline, but two hours before any short haul flight is fine. Mm. Top destinations from Dublin this year, Malaga, number one, Faro, number two, Barcelona, number three, Chicago, then Paris, then Lisbon, New York, Boston, Madrid and Lanzarote. So uh, all of those are are doing very well. Lots of Irish people getting out of town. Lots of Irish people getting out of town. I mean, we have 190 destinations. There's a huge increase in uh, in people flying to the US. So even this week, last week, we announced that Montreal and Vancouver uh, are routes that we're going to be flying again. We're also flying Dublin, Beijing, uh, but essentially Spain. Anywhere in Spain is the number one choice for Irish people this summer. OK, that's all the good news. The bad news, parking. Not enough parking because the quick park uh, facility has gone. It's still there and could be available to you guys, but not. Why? We'd love to have it. Look, we've been working for over a year to try to get the quick park 6,200 spaces. We have 23,000 spaces uh, available. There's not more we can do than try to get the quick park spaces. Um, um, okay. Now, now, the situation is you've put in a bid. You, you could own the quick park mm-hmm. car park, but it's going through a, a process. Yeah, it's going through a, pro- a process because our purchase of the Quick Part site, which we've, you know, we have sale agreed on the Quick Part site, that has been objected to. So it's going through the competition and consumer regulatory process. That process takes some time. Yeah. We who, can't who make that go faster. Who are the objectors? I don't know who the objectors are. I suspect they are unsuccessful bidders for the site. Look, the best outcome for the travelling public is that we get the site because it should be used as a car park. We think that's the best That's the best thing for the travelling public. That would give us an additional 6,200 spaces. 
look, ultimately, we cannot provide a car parking space to everybody who comes to Dublin Airport. We have probably more car parking spaces than a lot of European airports for the passengers that yeah. go through. So, But we don't have a fast track into the airport. We have to use buses or taxis or the private car. They're the choices that we have. Look, ultimately, I think everyone in Dublin, everyone in Ireland would love if there was public transport to and from the airport that was rapid and brought you downtown. That would give us an alternative. That's going to take some time yet. That will be the that will be bus connects and Metrolink will be the public transport options that will come on stream at a point in time that will give us that extra choice. In the meantime, we are trying to grow the number of car parking spaces that we have so that we can provide more spaces. But ultimately, we, we cannot assure everybody yeah. that we will have a space. What, what's the issue about using the quick park on a temporary basis, renting it from? I'm sure the sellers, having agreed a price, would be delighted to get a nice little earner during summer of 2023. We actually proposed that and we were told that that wouldn't be possible. Uh, by whom? We were told that by the sellers didn't want to do that. The uh, the C- CCB process wouldn't support that. So I think it's got to be a very clean process is what we're told. We wouldn't be able to use it over the summer, which is what we proposed. Um, it, it seems bizarre. Is it being stopped at a political level? No, I don't think so. You don't think the minister, because the minister famously is in favour of public transport and not the private car and the idea of making available another 25% of parking, which did exist before. This is not stuff that you're creating anew. This is has been serving Dublin Airport in the past. I, I don't I, look. That's a question for that's a question for the minister. I think it's going through the regulatory process uh, as as it needs to. I wish that went faster because we would have the six thousand two hundred spaces and we'd be able to provide those to the travelling public over the summer. Now, your your good friend, I'm sure he's still a good friend, a former colleague Michael O'Leary has been having a right go at uh, DAA, and we'll talk about some of the issues raised. Um, your claim that the car parks are full, uh, they say, uh, understanding the quick park situation, that you've loads of land that could be converted to temporary car parking well it's look it's not that simple you cannot you have to get planning permission to open a car park you have to surface it you have to manage it and operate it you cannot simply open a open a field near the airport and uh, and let people park there that's not possible to do so uh, I, I I like the thought and the ambition of saying let's have more car parking spaces but if you really understand it and we do because we run an airport Ryanair run an airline uh, you cannot simply open land near the airport without planning permission uh, and operate it as a car park you can do that with a country fair you can't do that with an airport okay so it would not be possible in spite of um what Ryanair are saying that you could just literally open up the fields dry weather no muck and just park on the grass dry weather wouldn't we wish that was the case in an Irish summer no you simply can't do that now um, you have been seeking a price increase per passenger mm. uh, flying in and out of uh, Dublin Airport. Uh, Ryanair again having a right go, and you would have w- been one of those people having the right go yourself when you work for Ryanair. Uh, so I, are you the 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 poacher turned gamekeeper uh, here? Um, I, I may be. I may be, and it's some people some people have said that the look the charges the charges that we have in Dublin Airport are too low. I saw the the comments from Ryanair this morning. Uh, we wish we were a monopoly. We are not. If we, I mean, the definition of a monopoly is that you can increase the price uh, and extract money from consumers. We don't set the price. That we don't set the charges at Dublin Airport. So I think Ryanair should look up the dictionary and the definition of a monopoly. We are not a monopoly well, I, that well, is. What they really mean is is one operator, uh, and that's what you are, whether or not you can set the price. We know you can't set the prices. The the regulator sets those uh, uh, prices. Uh, But but still, the the point they're making is that you're looking for more money for various things like to beef up security Mm. and so on. 
what happened last year was due to mismanagement, Ryanair say, not due to a shortage of cash. Yeah, and, and we're, when we're talking about security and the resilience that we want to have at Dublin Airport, that's looking forward at the charge going forward. And if I take the next three years, the charge that we can charge the airlines, which is less than, which is about less than eight euros, typically, uh, that's gone down by 30% compared to 2019. At the same time, airfares, Ryanair airfares, Aer Lingus airfares have gone up by over 30% in the same uh, in the same three year period. So the charges are just too low. The The average charge that we ch- are allowed to charge, again, we don't set the price, but the average charge we're allowed to charge in Dublin is less than half of the European average capital city airport charge. So the charges are very low because we're not a monopoly setting the price. That is set by a regulator. You, you want the money to do certain developments and, and we'll come to those in a moment. But Ryanair claim because of Brexit, it and the return of duty-free that you're coining it on duty-free now so you have more money than you know what to do with uh, and and that's also not true uh, we are not coining it because of brexit i mean look or the profit that we're making per passenger who goes through the terminal is is less than a sixth of the profit uh, each airline is making on every seat they sell so look it's great that airlines are back and they're booming, but they're the ones who are really, really coining it. The airports are, are slower to come back. We've, you know, we were making a loss of a million a day during the pandemic. We've taken on about 400 million in extra debt during the pandemic uh, and that we need to service. We are not looking for a big increase in charges. We want to stay a little Aldi when it comes to airport charging. We want to stay really, really cheap. We never want to be like Heathrow, which is charging close to 40 euros per passenger while we're charging about eight. So this is not a bad monopoly. This is a very good outcome for Irish citizens because they're paying ultra low charges. If the charge had a modest increase, it would allow us to give the travelling public what we're going to give them this summer, a very, very good airport experience, very, very resilient. I would like people to get through security in 10 to 15 minutes. That's something that I think everybody would vote for if they could do that. But to do that, we need extra staff. To do that, we need a small increase in the charge. And what about the machines, the the new generation of machines whereby you don't have to uh, strip off everything and uh, and so on? I mean, I presume eventually you'll have body scanners as well as the luggage scanners. Yeah, that's the plan. So the the machines you're talking about, the ones where you don't take the liquids out of your bag, uh, they're the C3 machines, which are essentially CAT scans. So we're moving from X-ray to CAT scan machines uh, for your bags. We have five of those operating over the over this over this summer, and they're really really good. Uh, passengers going through love them. Uh, they're very very good for say, uh, security compliance, and they're good for throughput. The plan is that we'll roll those out across all of T1 and T2 in the coming years, and you'll then go through a walk through metal detector and then a body scan. Okay, now uh, the money that you need uh, for all sorts of projects includes, according to Ryanair, the building of a tunnel. Um, a taxiway uh, underground and I'm not sure whether you actually have to tunnel or whether you can cut and cover um, but they're saying the only reason you need this would be for a, a third terminal and you have said no there won't be a third terminal not in this generation Yeah we, do, we there isn't a need for a third terminal uh, and if there ever is a third terminal at Dublin Airport it'll probably be beside the existing T1 and T2 setup because that's the front door to the airport you know all of the government's public transport plans are to bring you to the front door of Dublin Airport today. So that's the bus connects, that's the Metrolink, that will bring you to... The argument is, though, the junctions at Dublin Airport on the M1 are already very congested, and if you could have another entrance to the airport via the M2 or N2, uh, that would ease the traffic accessing, and you'd choose your entrance depending on whether you were going to a new Terminal 3 or to the existing Terminals 1 and 2. Yeah, and there's no public transport plans connecting the M, uh, that, those motorways to the far side of the, of the airport. 
airport. So I think we're better sticking with the plan, which is, you know, hurry up and get deliver the public transport connectivity to Terminal 1 and T2 yeah. today. Would, would there not be a case for deliver that? Yes, absolutely. It'd be great to have a metro link mm-hmm. into the airport. And then you just build a, a tunnel to, you know, the, 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 the second last stop, Terminal 1 and 2, and the last stop, Terminal 3. I mean, that would be future-proofing the airport. Yeah, look, we think future-proofing the airport would be to do the public transport now, uh, get on with the infrastructure application that we will have going in before the end of the year to allow us to grow to 40 million. We don't think we need the third terminal anytime soon. We also don't think it would be in that part uh, of the uh, of the airfield. Why, therefore, are you building this underground taxiway? We're, we're building it for operational reasons. We're building it for safety reasons. We need to be able to access that part of the airfield uh, now that we've got two runways. So we need vehicles to go through. They would be they would be vehicles carrying baggage. They would be tows going through. Uh, and we, therefore, the underpass is the only safe way that we can do it. We've looked at all of the options. We didn't originally want to build an underpass, but it's the only way that we can get that part of the airfield in a safe way. Now, the lands that uh, the Makavadis, Ulick and Des are uh, putting on the market, have put on the market, the price tag, um, maybe 200 plus million. Um, these lands actually formed part of the master plan uh, advanced by the DA before your time, but not much before your time. So you do intend to buy them and own them at some point. Um, look, we will we will look at them um, and we will see what the value we think is on them. Uh, and then the board may consider making a, a, a bid for the lands. Um, at the moment, we don't see a strategic use in the lands. But they are designated, these lands, for future airport use, are they not? They, they, they could be designated for future airport use, future airport ownership. We don't currently have a use in mind for the land. So, no, but I mean, the airport use might include a third party building a hangar, for example, for uh, repair, be it aircraft or engine repair or whatever. Or someone might figure, well, I can build a data centre there. Two, two runways wouldn't bother the machines doing all the AI. Um, they could crank along and they don't care about the noise. You, 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 yeah, could a data centre end up there? I don't know. There may be safety reasons that the regulator might say, no, I couldn't see a hangar there. I also couldn't see a third terminal there. So look, we're not in a rush. We'll look at the Makavadi lands. We'll see what do we think the right price really, is. Really, don't you have to own them? Don't you have to? I mean, if you're doing your job, you know, going forward, now you won't be the boss of DAA forever, uh, but you've got to hand over whenever you do hand over in many years time, you've got to hand over the thing without having made made a catastrophic mistake at this particular made, strategic time. But the Machiavellis have owned the lands for, I think, nearly 30 years. Yeah. And, so, and Ulick said to us on the programme, he's, he's given up. He had a vision for a third terminal. He's uh, 70 now. Mm-hmm. He just figures... It's not going to happen for me, but it might happen for somebody else. It might happen for for DAA itself or a third party. Look, I think we may end up being the only bidder in the end for the lands. If we think the lands are worth owning, we we then will make an offer. The board of DAA will decide, Okay, are we going to make an offer or not for the lands? We're not in a rush to do it. We look at them properly uh, as we would look at all lands coming up for sale in and around the airport. And now some questions. Uh, What is the DAA doing to deliver the strategy to turn Dublin into a transatlantic hub, especially given its location on the western? edge of Europe. There's a lot happening already, I know. There's a lot happening already. I mean, Aer Aer Lingus's expansion on transatlantic has been really, really strong. Other US carriers are expanding their their, uh, route offering from Dublin. So that is that's what we're doing and that's what will continue to happen. Uh, Another one here uh, on the website, it says you can't book a car parking space, but when you arrive, there are car parking spaces available. 
Yeah, I would say to people, don't take the chance in July and August of just coming up and assuming you can just pull when a ticket and get a space. When you're some short-term spaces, if I have to pick someone up at the airport uh, and who's got lots of bags and so on, who's not going to take the bus, uh, I can park in the short-term yeah, car park. We're, we're, we're keeping, keep, some, we're of keeping that. some of those spaces. Yeah. Uh, the biggest issue I have with Dublin Airport is the toilets in the arrivals area at the baggage carousels, constantly dirty and bad smelling. Several other toilets, airside and landside, have the same problems. That's from Roger. Yeah, you know, uh, and we've acknowledged that. We've got 500 toilets. We've got 1,500 cleaning hours per day of those 500 toilets. So that's, you know, guaranteeing that every toilet gets three hours of attention every single day. And there's been a marked improvement. And we see that in satisfaction scores that we have on toilets. Um, will you ask the CEO of DAA when the aircraft noise, safety and pollution concerns over South Meath will be sorted out? Uh, he will cite planning appeals, but the solution is very simple. Change the missed approach procedure of 28R or the South Runway. That's from Alan, Councillor Alan Tobin. I don't know what that's about, but you do, I'm sure. Yeah, the the, the, the flight paths were changed in February of this year. Uh, so we are now flying over the in, on the intended route that we would have ha- aircraft would have had. We've insulated over 200 houses and we may insulate some more houses uh, but I'm thankful to say we will continue to engage with the community on that we may insulate some more houses uh, I travelled from Malaga last Tuesday the bus to the red car park from Terminal 2 arrived at the stop already half to three quarters full the buses were not the usual long transfer type but smaller versions not fit for purpose the result was dissatisfaction all round that's from Declan Maguire OK I'll take that one on board and we'll see how we look at that uh, should airport expansion plans be taken in baby steps given that the emissions from the large elephant in the room won't go unnoticed forever no I think with a critical state infrastructure I think you have to take a very very long term view that's why we're looking to grow from 32 to 40 million so you have to go in those big bite sized chunks to be able to build in a sustainable way yeah, so many questions coming in one more maybe arrived on a United flight from Newark three weeks ago landed early 20 minutes waiting for a stand 45 minutes waiting for bags and no updates I was ashamed of this first experience of Ireland for visitors. Uh, that's from Connor in Harold's Cross. Yeah, I'd need to understand was the 20 minute uh, delay waiting for a stand because the aircraft arrived too early. That can sometimes happen with transatlantic flights. 45 minutes waiting for a bag is too long. Uh, our average time for wait for a bag would be about 18 minutes, which is very, very good compared to the EU average. That just sounds like a bad day for Connor on those two issues uh, and there's one about uh, chauffeurs who pay 4,000 a year to uh, get car parking or access and uh, these uh, spaces seemingly are being sold to private motorists according to this chauffeur I think we, we have a small number of spaces that people can rent for the year at a very, very high price. There are certain type of people who would like to do it. I think that's what he's talking yeah. about. That's a very different DA thing. DA seem to be selling spots to private cars. As as every airport does. We don't sell the spot. Nobody owns the spot. We, we rent the spot for the year to someone if they want a particular spot for the year. Uh, why last year, 10 days parking, 89 euro. This year for seven days, 190 euro. I don't think that's correct. But don't you have this uh, price depending on demand? Yeah, the price the price has gone up uh, slightly, I think, compared to last year. I mean, the average the price is capped at fifteen euros a day. So I don't think that would uh, I don't think that would stack up as the yeah, but fi- as the fifty price euros of, a day for seven days would still 15 be fifteen euros oh, a day. Fifteen, 15 euros, euros per day is the price yeah, cap. But that, that's what this guy's anyway. Uh, so many problems to solve. Uh, but uh, Ken Jacobs, I appreciate your time coming in, and uh, we wish uh, you. Uh, a trouble-free, stress-free uh, summer in uh, Dublin Airport. Kenny Jacobs, thank you very much. Thanks, Pat. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.